It is a pleasure to welcome one of the great thinkers, writers, columnists, bloggers on China and various other things, the great Gordon Chang. Gordon, uh, hi, Mark Davis. Pleasure to have you on the Michael Medved Show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and thank you so much. It is my pleasure. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I've, I don't think I've heard from you in the last few days. So what are your thoughts on the latest uh, North Korea launch and the very heartening uh, experiment by America in missile defense, which seems at first blush to be a success? Yeah, that missile test yesterday was a success. It was extremely hard to knock down an intercontinental ballistic missile. We showed we have the capability to do it. But we showed that we have the capability under ideal circumstances where this thing was months in preparation. We knew it was going to occur. Kim Jong-un, if he's ever crazy enough to launch on the United States, is not going to call up President Trump and say, oh, by the way, I'm giving you two weeks warning so you can get your missile interceptors ready because I'm going to hit you. That isn't going to happen. We've got also got to remember that we only have 36 interceptors right now, which are not nearly as good as the one they tested yesterday, which means that Kim, if he wants to, can launch 37 missiles. At least one of them is going to get through. All right. Well, and listen, so do we know where, whether he has five or eight or 37 or anything? He's, he's been trying to do things one missile test at a time. Most of them have either been in, in to innocuous uh, locations or they've been abject failures. How? But I, the, the worst thing we can do is grow overconfident or overstate his ineptitude. W- yeah. What do you think is their skill set right now in terms of nuclear proclivity? Well, I think they have... Three missiles that can hit the lower 48 states, the Taipodong, the KN-08, and the KN-14. Now, the first of those has not been tested at full range, and the other two have not been tested at all, but they're based on proven technologies, and they probably work. We know that they can't mate a nuke to those three missiles, but that's only about four years out, maybe even less if the Chinese are going to give them even more help. We also know that they paraded on April 15th a huge canister through Pyongyang. In that canister, which looks like the canister the Chinese use for their DF-41 missile, if it wasn't empty, a DF-41 has a range of at least 8,700 miles, which means it can put a dent into the west coast of the U.S. We also know that they've tested a missile um, and, uh, on, I think it was May 16th or May 14th, and the heat shielding seemed to work, and that is the really one technology that they don't have. So they can put all this stuff together in a matter of a couple of years and hold the U.S. to ransom. I don't think they're going to launch on the U.S., but nonetheless, they can use that capability to threaten and to actually get outcomes like moving the U.S. out of Asia. So we've got to be concerned about what they'll try to do with their missiles and their nukes. Yeah, to to mix um, to for to improperly use a metaphor, it's like nuclear saber rattling, where you never actually deploy or you use it. Gordon Chang is with us. I, I'm always intrigued by how we know certain things, and there were two things in your last answer I was intrigued by. You said we know that at the moment they cannot marry a nuclear warhead onto a launch vehicle. How do we know they can't? Oh, well, we we think that they can actually marry it to a intermediate range missile, the Nodong. Um, It's just the longest-range missiles that they can't do that from what we can tell. Well, we can tell, uh, I think, from their testing pattern that they have not had, except for the test on May 14th, um, a a real-life experiment with the heat shielding. What they did on May 14th was they launched their Wasong-12 missile um, only 430 miles downrange, but it went 
1,300 miles into the atmosphere. So it simulated the return of an ICBM, an intercontinental ballistic missile, and we could see that the heat shielding worked. So that's an indication that they don't have it now actually deployed, but it does show that they're getting very, very close. And so that estimate of four years that I've been talking about could very well be three, and it could even be less than that if China is giving them even more help than we think, because the missiles that North Korea tested on August 24th, February 12th, and May 21st look very much like China's JL-1 sub-launched missile. So we need to start asking Beijing some really pointed questions. Also, we've seen a lot of Chinese equipment on parade uh, under their missiles, their launchers, um, that obviously come from China. We need to ask questions. Uh, indeed. And and the basic intel is, is tricky because it's a very walled-in and, and secretive regime. It's not easily penetrable. The other figure you mentioned was that they may be about four years out from the ability to put a nuke onto American soil. How do we know it's four years? And it just seems like they may be ramping up to such a degree that that, that figure may change fast. You know, you're absolutely right about the changing fast. You know, the estimates that people come up with, including this one, are just based on normal testing patterns we've seen in other countries and figuring out what they've been working on and trying to sort of work back in terms of putting together time estimates. Um, But as you point out, you know, they've been testing ballistic missiles now at the rate of one a week. This is extremely fast. Um, I think part of this is for political posturing. But nonetheless, every time they have a test, they learn something. And they learn even more when they have failures. So this is, you know, a point where we know that they are gaining the technology to be able to put a nuke on a missile. So at this point, yes, you're think... right. It might be less than four years. Gotcha. And, and I and listen, it's it's like the stuff of a bad novel when we talk about Korean missiles hitting San Francisco or even Anchorage. But you know, you never know what might come true. Let's go to something that is probably substantially more plausible. And I hope we never even get to this. That is where it just seems objectively wise to take a missile out to to, to blow one of their missiles out of the sky before it even even if it looks like it's arcing in our direction does is does that seem like the stuff of fiction or does that seem like something that could happen within a year and boy what would that look like if we were successful in that regard yeah or if we weren't successful i mean that would be or or not exactly right yeah i mean i think that um, you know we certainly have improving missile defense technology and then yesterday's test is a clear indication we can do this but we also got to remember that the North Koreans, you know, they've, we only got 36 interceptors in Alaska and in uh, California. So that means the North Koreans only need to launch 37. If we were to hit one of their missiles out of the sky, we don't know what the North Koreans would do. My guess is they wouldn't do anything. But on the other hand, we also know they actually might start a general conflict on the Korean Peninsula. And as Secretary of Defense Mattis has said, That would be tragic because you have somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 million South Koreans live in their capital or its metropolitan area. Now, that capital is somewhere like 30, 35 miles from the demilitarized zone, which separates the two Koreas. And we also know that the North Korean military, which is the fourth largest in the world, is forward deployed on the DMZ. So the casualties in the first couple hours would be horrific. We'd be measuring them in the hundreds of thousands. We have 28,000. Uh, 500 service personnel on in South Korea. We've got 50,000 more in Japan who are in harm's way. Everybody is in harm's way. Every time, and this is just legend, but I think that it's true, 
Every time the Pentagon has done a tabletop exercise of general war in the Korean Peninsula, it has never stayed conventional. I'll bet not. And this is is daunting stuff, but necessary stuff to cover, and nobody better to cover it with than Gordon Chang. He's got some books that you can find at michaelmedved.com, author of Nuclear Showdown, North Korea Takes on the World, and his classic from 01, The Coming Collapse of China. Uh, he, uh, blogs at World Affairs Journal. Catch him at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter, correct, Gordon? Gordon G. Chang. That's right. I believe. I believe that's true. Good. Listen, an honor to have you. Thank you very, very much. Gordon Chang.